Dave, it's great to meet you. We're sitting in a cafe in London and we've got the pleasure of having Dave Johnson from Peru. He's just flown in from the Amazon and uh, it's so good to see you again. Thanks, Vicky. Wonderful to be here. So, where is the reserve located? Can you tell us more about what the kind of place it is? Well, uh, the Las Piedras Amazon Center is based about three hours away from Puerto Maldonado, which is the kind of gateway into the Amazon. Um, it's actually the foremost visited destination in the Amazon rainforest. Um, and we are a four and a half thousand hectare reserve, which we protect through a kind of sustainable business model with education, volunteering and tourism. Um, it is in the Las Piedras watershed. Uh, Las Piedras is one of the longest tributaries in the Madre de Dios region. It's fairly remote. Uh, it is an area that is currently unprotected in terms of uh, conservation, conservation status. Um, so we have decided strategically to build up a network of protected areas in this particular watershed uh, and try to conserve what is currently pristine primary Amazon rainforest, which means it has been uh, you know, virtually untouched uh, until now, where we started to see as road networks increase in the region a lot more threat uh, from deforestation or illegal logging. And so we've decided to, to take on this particular challenge and work to conserve uh, Las Piedras as a watershed. And we're building up a corridor of protected areas, um, but our station and our reserve where we're based from uh, is about three hours from Puerto Maldonado. Oh, fantastic. So <clears throat> you speak about some of the threats facing the reserves like this in the Amazon. I mean, are there lots of places which are just being logged and roads presumably just being built? Yeah, um, well, the Amazon, you know, is uh, suffering yearly. Uh, we're losing roughly the size of all the rainforest in Costa Rica oh my God. Uh, every year being lost in the Amazon, um, mostly due to cattle ranching and unsustainable agriculture. Uh, in Peru, the rate of deforestation is increasing each year. And what we're seeing locally in Las Piedras is increasing road networks. So the forest is becoming more accessible, uh, you know, almost on a daily basis. The roads are, are increasing in, in length and size. And with that come you know, heavy machinery to take out timber. So we're experiencing a lot of timber extraction. Um, and right around our reserve, actually, and partly the reason why we chose this particular place is because uh, right around us, we're experiencing deforestation uh, by local um, agric agriculturalists who are cutting down, you know, at right now there are about 1,500 hectares being cut down for cacao. Oh, right. So they're growing monocrop culture cacao in a really pristine environment. Uh, and so we decided to come in and tackle that challenge yeah. and sort of uh, put the brakes on from that, you know, spreading further up the river, yeah. um, up into the watershed. Uh, but also looking at it from, you know, very bipartisan uh, kind of viewpoint of you know, why is this happening? Um, there's obviously, you know, not necessarily bad people involved in this. We want to look at how we can resolve this and work together with the local community. Um, wow. And so it's an interesting, it's an interesting yeah, yeah. thing that's happening. Um, 
and I think that uh, we need to act fast in order to protect yeah. the Las Piedras watershed yeah, yeah. because we're we're seeing fast increase in deforestation and logging. Wow. Great. Well, I'm really pleased you managed to protect that area. That's really important. Um, what research is being carried out in the reserve? Um, if you can tell us a little bit more about, I mean, I know you've got lots of opportunities which are on our website, but maybe give a couple of examples of some of the volunteer and internship opportunities that exist that people can sign up to. Um, yeah, well, we uh, fundamentally utilize and work with uh, volunteers to help undertake all the research that we're doing on the reserve. Um, we feel it's important uh, to involve young people, people from all over the world, um, young and old actually, uh, in the research that we're doing so that they can actually learn from the experience and those uh, people help us to achieve our goals. We're working on uh, endangered primate research at the moment, trying to understand populations and behavior of the endangered Peruvian black spider monkey. Oh, it's great. Uh, these, this is a species that um, historically has been hunted uh, out to local extinction in many areas within the region. We still have fairly healthy populations in Las Piedras. Um, and so we're looking at behavior, trying to understand um, how we can better protect these particular species. Um, we also have a really interesting camera trap study that we're working on at the moment where we're putting camera traps up in the canopy of big trees, uh, trying to understand the importance of some of these big tree species. For example, the ironwood species, uh, locally known as Shiwawako, is one of the trees that have been logged heavily at the moment in the region. But these trees have particular importance for uh, the Peruvian black spider monkey, uh, for harpy eagles, for um, macaws, which uh, nest and feed in these big trees. So with these camera traps up in the big trees, we can understand a little bit more about their importance and we can then go on to prove you know that we need to protect the species uh, how, do you get, tree. how do you get up the trees then? Who, who um, does all the hiking? Yeah, we have uh, Corey, Corey Rushford is our um, uh, camera trap uh, researcher and she is trained in climbing with ropes so she has a really cool rope system and she can access trees up to 40 meters up into the canopy. It's pretty scary, I've only, I've only, I've only been up to 10 meters uh, and then I, and then I kind of wanted to come back down again. Um, but most, most people are, are uh, okay to go all the way up to the top and apparently it's an amazing view. I'll, I'll do it one day. <laughs> I have a particular fear of, uh, of heights so that's my problem. Um, but it's beautiful and we've actually seen some on the camera traps that we've put up, we've seen some uh, new species for the region okay. um, and one or two species that we're kind of unsure of uh, what uh, they are. So wow. we're still getting people to help some uh, uh, researchers to help identify, some Fantastic. experts to help identify. Fantastic. Hey, what about students who want to do a research project for like a dissertation or a master's? What sort of options have they got? Um, well, we actually have specialists, uh, researchers and PhD uh, students and uh, doctors of, of um, biology who have quite a vast uh, experience, uh, vast set of skills um, and knowledge amongst them. Yeah. 
and so we currently are accepting uh, interns who have an interest in mycology, uh, who have an interest in birds, in herpetofauna, in mammals, in cats. Um, actually, we've just started a drone um, mapping project uh, with some uh, some. Um, analysis of the forest canopy uh, so we're, we're really branching out in technology as well as um, wildlife biology and uh, we actually include uh, projects that are about reforestation putting back uh, into the forest so forest management and uh, permaculture and sustainability um, and we work with the local community so we have a wide range of, of options for people to come in and include uh, you know their skills and their their needs or will yeah. to learn yeah, 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 absolutely. and um, <clears throat> we get a lot of families wanting to bring their kids on adventures getting away from the iPhones and the dreaded iPads <laughs> I mean I know you've got a few opportunities for families is there something yeah. you can tell us about yeah well one of the greatest things about the reserve is that it's outside of cell phone and internet yes. signal <laughs> so uh, anybody who comes there is uh, obliged to take a detox from their phones and tablets and laptops which is probably one of the greatest things about the experience and we have family programs that cater for families and children over the age of three uh, which really can include a number of the projects that I was just talking yeah. about uh, families love to get involved and stuck in with some of the research we have for younger kids uh, you know working with tracking and making molds of tracks of animals helping identify animals on our camera trap footage um, walking through the forest and identifying medicinal plants and fungi and uh, really it's a it's an awareness building program that works on a holistic understanding of the conservation issues uh, that we have in the region yeah. families can understand and see exactly what is happening yeah. uh, in terms of the deforestation they get yeah. to see some deforestation and actually understand why it's happening yeah. and they get to participate in our programs uh, which are you know on the solution based side of, of working on protecting the rainforest and understanding the wildlife yeah. and uh, of course we have a load of fun activities as well yeah. such as swimming in the waterfalls yeah. and uh, tree climbing for those kids who are old enough um, and uh, yeah, swimming in the river, Fantastic. looking at the macaws and the clay lick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful setting yeah, to be so. with, uh, with your loved ones. Hey, what about groups? You take university groups, school groups, is that an option Yeah, as well? we work with a number of uh, universities and, uh, and companies that work with young, young students. Uh, and we do similar packages, yeah. you know, three to five day packages yeah. where it's kind of, uh, they can actually design the programs around what they think would be best for their particular group of students. It can be more academic, it can be more uh, service based. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've worked with some student groups that are very service based and will come in and actually build a greenhouse. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, right. work on you know uh, cleaning up the trail system yeah, yeah, yeah. or putting signage up yeah. and we have others that are more science-based and they'll come in with their own professors who will actually undertake short experiments or research projects yeah. with their group they can be on water quality it can be on 
you, know, you name it. Yeah. The, it's a it's an ecosystem yeah, just yeah. begging to be yeah, studied yeah. more. Yay, so, great. <laughs> um, so we cater for yeah groups, families, yeah, individual students, yeah. volunteers. Brilliant. Um, what, what would you say to someone who's worried about traveling to a project on their own for the first time? I know that you take great care of volunteers from all the good feedback that we receive, um, but like from the minute they arrive to when they leave, in your own words, how do you, how would you make them feel at home and how are they taken care of and trained and what's life, what's the social life like in the camp as well? Great, well, I mean, we see our volunteers as part of the family and we love to, uh, and we always make sure that our volunteers uh, feel welcome and safe. Uh, from As soon as they're in the country, they have numbers that they can get hold of us on while they're you know, possibly in Lima or Cusco uh, on their own travel adventures or, or on their way through to Puerto Maldonado. Uh, we always collect volunteers from the airport um, and from that moment onwards, uh, they're you know, with us and whether it's at our office slash house in Puerto Maldonado, um, uh, going up to the research center, um, and at the research center, they're always taken care of by you know our official staff coordinators um, who have been trained in um, their specific role and function as researchers, yeah. um, but also in you know health and safety um, and uh, what to do when you know volunteer might be ill or um, and camp life is is great. It's. Uh, Again, like-minded people coming together to enjoy the forest yeah. uh, it, at night and at meal times. It's always you know a whole bunch of stories from various groups that have come back and seen specific things, and you know some group might have found an interesting animal on their camera trap. Others might have seen a, a deer or a specific species of bird um, that they you know share with everybody else uh, over meal times. And, uh, Does everyone, it's, cook, it, everyone cook together as well? Um, we actually have a chef uh, right. at the camp who cooks nice. food for everybody, but um, almost always there's somebody in the kitchen with, with the cook okay. um, helping them out, making sure that meals get done on time. Good. Uh, and then it's uh, every, the, the chef shouts rancho and everybody comes like uh, yeah, must to a flame Great. to I get stuck in. I bet you everyone's pretty hungry after yeah, that work. <laughs> it is, but the food's good and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's always a lively occasion. Over meal times, um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a really good community, and most of our volunteers uh, cry when they leave. Uh, they make amazing friends, and uh, and the staff are part of that community. So um, you know, we all eat together. Everybody tries to communicate across the Spanish English barrier, um, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. I think um, that's why a lot of uh, our volunteers return and end up staying. And some of them actually are inspired enough to come back and start their own projects, which is Fantastic. the best outcome absolutely, possible. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, just lastly, I think we've had a long chat. I just want to have a little chat about something we've spoken about in the past. You told me about um, some of the uncontacted tribes. Um, oh, yeah. I remember seeing something on Channel 4 as well, a year ago or something. And I think you're fairly close um, to that part of the Amazon. I think we also discussed at one point that maybe you'd do an expedition in yeah. that direction. Yeah. Is that something that's still in the cards? Is that something that you're still thinking about? Yeah, well, Las Piedras is 
is incredible for many reasons. Uh, it's one of the one of those reasons is that it is home to some of the last remaining uncontacted tribes on the planet. Um, there are estimated to be maybe 200 or 300 uncontacted peoples living in the upper Las Piedras watershed, uh, only a hundred kilometers away from where we are actually, and we. Uh, would never ever go to try to reach them or to make contact um, but there are communities that live further upriver from us who we are working with uh, more and more each each year um, to develop potential expeditions in the future where we can actually go and stay at these communities um, and get a little bit closer to the yeah. region where the uncontacted tribes actually live yeah. um, and uh, that is definitely on the cards I mean it's it's so, super interesting oh, um, the the mashkopiro as they are referred to although they uh, it's potentially a little bit of a derogatory name but that is how they're referred to uh, I believe that they maybe call themselves uh, namole okay. Um, but they are uh, a very interesting people and they were um They've been affected over time, you know, since the rubber boom in the in the late 1800s, uh, right through, you know, petrol and oil and gas exploration um, into the mahogany boom, where uh, there were, you know, um, conflicts between them and loggers, um, while the loggers were taking out all of the mahogany from the region, um, and so, you know, they've uh, they've been in this uh, state of um, peril for you know centuries and what we're trying to do is actually create this reserve uh, and uh, corridor to help to buffer them yeah. from this encroaching deforestation um, and I think that's a, a, a key part of what we're trying to achieve and um, one of the communities that lives upriver from us is a great source of information about the uncontacted tribes because they are from the same descent as the Mashkopiro. Um, they are from Guinea descent um, and they have a, an amazing uh, story to tell and so I think you know in the near future we hope to be able to bring an expedition or two up to this community to learn more about uh, the Guinea people um, and uh, find out you know some first-hand information um, they have every now and then visits from the uncontacted tribes um, in very specific seasons of the year so we would make sure not to, to visit them during those seasons um, but yeah uh, watch the space yes exactly and I'll be there too good nice. great Dave thanks so much this has been an absolute treat and um, hopefully we'll see you again in Peru very soon so thanks a lot and take look care look forward to it have a good time come soon yeah thank you Vicky you too um, thanks bye bye all the best